Good morning and welcome to the Mecca Sports Talk Week 1 of the NFL Season 2021. I'm your host Keith Dewar and we're finally here to the first week of the season. Hallelujah. Let's see what happens with the Giants and the Jets this season on a local basis, although I'm not expecting very much from either. I'll get to, to that more in a bit. But in any case... Week one of the NFL season is here. It feels like yesterday that the Buccaneers manhandled the Chiefs in the Super Bowl 55. Front four of the Buccaneers was the clear MVP of that game, as we all know. But you can't give the MVP to a front four defense, unfortunately. But in any case, the game the other night was a very exciting game. Dallas and Tampa Bay doing battle on Thursday night. And obviously, a very surprising effort by the Cowgirls. was not expecting them to cover the 8.5 and 9 points that they were getting. But they did, and honestly, they should have won the game. If you look at that game the other night, they should have won. Too many field goals attempted. And of course, you know, Zerloin was not good the other night for Dallas. But they had, uh, they had their opportunities, and they could not capitalize and the way it goes against an elite team or a very good team is if you're looking to kick field goals all day and night, you're going to lose. And that's exactly what happened. Now, the play at the end of the game where it should have been an offensive pass interference, whatever your opinion is of that, bottom line is that's not the reason why the Cowgirls lost. They lost the game because they could not put the ball in the end zone against a team that you need to put up a lot of points against in order to win. Dak Prescott was very impressive the other night. His bum shoulder, his bum leg, uh, notwithstanding, he obviously performed at an elite level the other night. Um, The arm strength, I think, still needs a little bit of, uh, you know, work. But that should come, I would imagine, with his mechanics and obviously his shoulder healing. But Dallas impressed the other night. Uh, But not impressive enough. You know, they're 0-1. So, bottom line is, again, kick field goals, you're going to lose. Score touchdowns, you're going to win. So, Dallas is the Chargers next week, and Buccaneers have Atlanta. So, I would imagine, although Dallas is going to be on the road at the Chargers, that's going to be a tough matchup. I could see that being another coin flip kind of game. Tampa Bay, I would imagine, is going to manhandle the Falcons. We'll see what the spreads look like for next week. But in any case, for this season, I'm going to be picking a six-pack of games every week, which will include the Giants and the Jets each week, if they, as long as they're playing. I will um, be picking all their games, and then it's against the spread. It's not straight-up nonsense. It's going to be against the spread to make it more challenging. And what I'm going to do is 
for this year, depending on if I have a winning record or a losing record, if I have a winning record for the season, I will make a $250 donation to the Tunnel of Towers Foundation if I have a winning record. If I have a losing record, I will make a $150 donation to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. So, so it's going to give me a bit of a, you know, motivation to obviously make sure I have a winning record this year. And looking at the games for week one, let's uh, give it a whirl and see how well I do for this week and for the upcoming 18 weeks of the season. So here we go. Week one of the 2021 NFL season. First game of the week, we're going to go with the 49ers giving seven and a half at Atlanta. Uh, excuse me, at Detroit. San Fran is minus seven and a half at Detroit. Now, I've seen some places where this line is now about eight and a half and nine, which gives me even more confidence in picking the 49ers today. 49ers, obviously. Coming into this year, looking like a team that should be on the upswing after having a lot of injuries last year, a lot of unfortunate moments, I guess if you want to call it that. Just a lot of bad luck uh, went their way last year. And I think the opposite will occur this year for them. I do expect them to be a playoff team. Um, see if they beat out the, the Rams in the division. But as of right now, I think... Uh, you know, it's going to be a very tough division in the NFC West. You got San Fran, you got the Rams, you got Seattle, Arizona. None of these teams are bad. So, but I think the 49ers do squeeze into the playoffs somehow this year. And remember, it's now seven teams that get in to the playoffs, not six. So that is another uh, thing to consider. But as far as today's games go, game goes at Detroit, 49ers with Garoppolo... I mean, I, I don't know. I just think they're going to just shove the, the ball down Detroit's throats. They're going to run the ball. They have a great running attack. I, I just think the 49ers are probably, among all the games today, I think that's the strongest pick in my opinion. 49ers minus 7.5 at Detroit. Detroit has Jared Goff. I can't stand him. I mean, he has looked terrible since the Super Bowl against uh, New England a couple of years ago. And now he's on the Lions. Yeah, artificial turf and this and that. But, look, the, the Lions are going to be bad again this year. I mean, they don't have a lot of talent on this team. And right now, the 49ers, I mean, again, they're coming in, I think, on an upswing for this season. Uh, I think they're going to run for about 175 yards. And I think they're going to win going away. I'm going to go 31-13 San Francisco for game one. Game number two, I'm going to take the Packers. Plus, uh, they're giving three and a half against the Saints. This game is in Jacksonville because of the ramifications from Hurricane Henri. So, Green Bay, obviously a lot of turmoil in the offseason. When you talk about everything that happened with Aaron Rodgers, is he going to stay? Is he going to get traded? And this and that. Well, he's back. And the way it looks right now, Green Bay, the clear favorite in the, the NFC North. 
I think uh, you got to imagine they're going to have one more go at it for uh, a chance to get to the Super Bowl this year. And the way I see this game, Green Bay, they're going to they're going to throw the ball like they they always do. You know, they're going to they're going to sock it. They're going to do whatever they have to do. But I, I think Devontae Adams, obviously elite. He's going to have his himself a hundred plus yard day. Packers defense, yeah, is a little bit iffy, but at the same time too, they you know they give up a lot of yards passing wise. You saw how things went in the NFC Championship game last year against Tampa Bay, which Green Bay should have won that game, but they did not. the The Saints, look, Drew Brees now on uh, Sunday Night Football for NBC now, no longer quarterback in the Saints. Saints going with Jameis Winston, who the last time we saw him as a starting quarterback was throwing 30-plus touchdowns and 30-plus interceptions for the Buccaneers. So, I mean, look, they, they're they going to be a, a middling team, middle-of-the-road type of team. I think you're looking at probably, you know, 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight in that ballpark for the Saints. They're not going to just tank. I really don't see that happening. Um, you know, Winston will give them a chance to win against teams that they should beat. Tampa Bay notwithstanding, of course. But, I mean, Atlanta is going to be an up-and-down team in their division. Carolina is not going to be that good. So, I fully expect that uh, the Saints will be a competitive team. But in today's game against the Buccaneers, they're going to lose. Um, I'm going Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay 27... Saints, 19. Go with a little odd score there. 27-19 Packers. That's my second pick. Third pick, we're going to go to Indianapolis. Seattle and the Colts. The Seattle Seahawks giving three to the, the Colts who have themselves issues too. You have a not 100% Carson Wentz who is going to basically uh, give it a go today, which is a surprise because all indications were he was not going to be QBing week one or for several weeks for the Colts, but it appears he's going to give it a go today. And this is a tough game. I, I, you know, I do like Seattle on the road today. It's going to probably be a tighter game considering now that Wentz is going to play. Um, defense of the Colts and the Seahawks... I mean, this is going to kind of be one of those rough-and-tumble games, I feel like. You know, like a 19-16 game, something, you know, in that vicinity. Although, I'm going to give the Seahawks the slight edge because I like Russell Wilson better than Carson Wentz. Um, You know, it's going to be... The one thing I didn't take into account in all these games is you're going to have fans in the stands. And not just any fans. You're going to have full houses of fans, which to me, is going to bring the statistics of the quarterbacks down a little bit this year. You know, quarterbacks didn't have to deal with crowd noise next uh, last year. This year, you're going to have to deal with crowd noise. And for, a po- for road quarterbacks, that's going to have an impact because you're going to have to go to a silent count, etc. against, uh, you know, teams especially that, you know, they have loud crowds. I mean, most of these crowds are going to be loud, and especially loud at the beginning of the season because you're talking about... Um, you know, excited fans. They haven't been to the stadiums in two years. 
So it's going to be fun to see that. But getting back to the game, I think the Seahawks, uh, you know, Metcalf and Lockett and Carson, you know, to go along with Wilson at quarterback, I do think they're going to squeak out a win. It's going to be like a four or five point game, though. Seattle's given three. I think they win by four or five. So I'm going to go, I'll go 21 16. Uh, Seahawks over the Colts in game number three. Game number four, I'm going to go with the Broncos, plus uh, given three at the New York Giants. Look, the Giants, this is the year Daniel Jones is that has to put up a shut-up. Gettleman as GM, this has put up a shut-up time for him as well. The Giants don't do anything this year. Gettleman's going to go, and quite frankly, Daniel Jones is going to probably go. Uh, you know, somewhere else too at this point because they got to do something this year. Barkley is back. I know he's not 100% per se, truly 100%. I think it'll be a little bit of a decoy today for the uh, the Giants. They're going to primarily have to throw the football. Um, You know, Denver's got a strong defense. They got themselves a guy in Teddy Bridgewater who's going to kind of be a manager of the game, so to speak. He will. Uh, he's not going to win you the game. He's not going to lose you the game. But he's not. He's not going to necessarily, you know, tilt tilt it either way in a grand fashion. So, I think Denver wins this game today. I'm just not high on the Giants this year. I see some places they're talking about nine wins maybe for the Giants. I don't see it happening. Now I know that the schedule in the division's a little soft. I mean, Washington's not great. Philly's not great. Dallas, we're going to have to see what they are. But look. I mean, the Giants are playing in the AFC West this year. Do you really think they're going to beat Kansas City? No. Do you really think they're going to beat the Chargers? And if I'm not mistaken, they're at the Chargers, which that's a problem. Um, You know, I mean, Herbert's going to run rampant on them, I think, 350 yards plus uh, when they wind up playing later in the year. Um, You know, Denver, look, they're they're going to rush the quarterback. They're going to rush Jones. The Giants don't have an offensive line to compete. They don't have a good enough offensive line, the Giants. Add to that, they don't have a front four that can rush the quarterback. So, look, you're going to win games and lose games in the trenches, and the Giants are just not good enough, in my opinion, to to uh, win this game today. And I don't think the Giants, I think they're over under is seven this year for... Um, Wins and law, you know, wins in uh, in Vegas. I don't see that happening. I think they go five and twelve, six and eleven, something in that ballpark. I don't see eight, nine wins from this team. You know, I, I just it's it's not going to happen. So for today's game, I think Denver wins. I think Denver is going to shut down the giant offense. Uh, I'm going to go Broncos twenty-four, Giants thirteen for the fourth game. In week one. Fifth game, we're going to go with, uh, well, it's Jets and Carolina. Carolina's given four to the Jets. And, I mean, look, I think it's pretty crystal clear the Jets are not going to be good this year. Now, neither is Carolina, per se, but here's the thing. Carolina's got McCaffrey. The Jets don't have anybody remotely close to anybody at that level. And DJ Moore is pretty darn good himself as well. Now, don't you think Sam Darnold this year is going to be a guy that uh, 
kind of steps it up a little bit for, for Carolina? Or is he going to be the middling quarterback that he was for the Jets the last couple of seasons? He's got to earn his keep now in Carolina. He's got a fresh start. He's got, obviously, a superstar in McCaffrey. He's got a, a good one in DJ Moore as well. Um, I got to see what, uh, you know, we're going to have to see what happens. But I think Darnold will be better this year. He's got more talent around him. How can he not be better? Um, you know, you can say the same thing about Jan- Daniel Jones. But, you know, now that he has a healthy Barkley. But I'm just not a fan at this point. You know, this Danny Dimes nonsense. I mean, come on. It's more like nickels or pennies at this point until we see some consistency out of him. And also, he needs to stay on the field and stop turning the ball over like his predecessor did quite a bit as well, Eli. Uh, You know, more or less with the interceptions. But in any case, for today's Jets-Carolina game, look, I think um, the Jets' running game is not appealing. I mean, Tevin Coleman is is your starter. I mean, good luck with that. He's nothing special at all. And, you know, Ty Johnson might get a little bit of a, a, you know, look today for the Jets as well, maybe on third down. But, I mean, Zach Wilson's getting thrown into the fire right away. And, I mean, is that really uh, a good thing at this point? I think Carolina's front four uh, is the key to this game. If they could get some pressure on on Wilson and, uh, you know, make him panic a little bit and have to throw the ball around and this and that to wide receivers that quite frankly you know are not in the upper tier of uh, wide receivers in the NFL I think you got to uh, consider that uh, you know big advantage for Carolina today so I think uh, Darnold edges out Wilson as far as quarterbacks go today in this game and I think you know you you might see a pick six or two possibly in this game I'm going to give the edge to Carolina I think they're going to win, uh, I'll say, 26-14 to 14 over the Jets. And that's game number five. Game number six. Now, my game number six, I was initially planning on taking Tampa Bay over Dallas. I, you know, I kind of goofed up and I was a little bit late on that pick. So, I'm not going to go there. So, I'm going to take what, in, I mean, my opinion is the game of the day which is Cleveland and Kansas City. I'll go with this game since, you know, this is this is a spread that I was a little bit surprised to see. Cleveland's getting five and a half on the road, and I kind of feel like that's a lot. I think this is going to be a three, four-point game either way. I think Kansas City probably will pull out the game and win at the end. You know, Mahomes will get the ball last and go down the field and they'll get a last-second field goal type of thing. But I think Kansas City, uh, actually, excuse me, I think Cleveland covers this game. Uh, It's a rematch of their uh, second-round division matchup last year where Cleveland won their first playoff game in a long, long time against Pittsburgh in the wild-card round. Uh, I'm not sure about Beckham's status 100%. i got to check that, actually. But I don't really think that's going to be a huge, huge difference as far as my pick goes. I'm taking Kansas City. So, excuse me, Cleveland today. Um, You know, Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield. And obviously uh, Landry and you have Hooper, who's a solid tight end. Um, You know, Beckham plays, yeah, it'd be a big help to Cleveland. But I don't, I don't, um, you know, I don't know. I see a lot of places they go go in Kansas City big today. I actually think the opposite. I think this is going to be a close game. 
I think we're looking at Cleveland covering, and I think they're uh, they're going to hang in there with uh, the AFC champs. I think we're going to see a you know be a high scoring game, 34-31, 31-28 in that ballpark. So I'm going to take the Browns five and a half. I just like the points today, so I'm going to take them against the Kansas City Chiefs. So. My six-pack of games, I have San Francisco, minus 7.5 at Detroit. I have Denver, plus uh, minus 3 at the New York Giants. Green Bay, minus 3.5 against the Saints in Jacksonville. I have Seattle, minus 3 at Indianapolis. I have Carolina, minus 4 against the Jets. And... Cleveland plus five and a half against the Chiefs in Kansas City. My six pack of games for week one here in the NFL. Finally here. Hallelujah. Now, just going back to the Giants for a second. So, you know, I did take a look at their schedule. And again, they're over under seven. I don't see it happening. I just don't. I think the Giants finish under seven for this season and quite frankly I think Gettleman gets fired after the season and I think uh, Daniel Jones probably they're going to have to move on from him one way or another you know Ingram's already out for week one for the Giants this guy is a pain in the ass I mean he's hurt every friggin he's hurt all the time and if he's not hurt all the time he's dropping passes all the time so quite frankly I have no love loss for him whatsoever and Barkley, I mean, look, he had that ACL injury last year. That's a big-time injury, and that's not easy to come back from. I think you'll see the better the better part of him in 2022. I think the Giants are going to really have to uh, monitor him closely for this year. You're looking at a guy that, hey, severe knee injury, it's going to take time for him to get his feet under him. And, you know, against a team like Denver today, I'm not really too confident. I mean, if you're looking to pick him in like in in uh, in DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever, I mean, I'm certainly staying away from him uh, today. And I would stay away from him for the first few weeks. I forget who they play next week, the Giants offhand, but uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not too confident in him. And we're gonna have to see what the Giants do as a team. I mean, I, you know, again, it comes down to Jones. You know, what is he gonna do? Because he doesn't have a great offensive line in front of him. And that's a problem. You know, we all know, again, you win and you lose in the trenches. And the Giants are not good on either side of the ball in the trenches. So, therefore, you have that combined with a quarterback who it's either make or break this year. And I'm down on them. So, you know, all the pundits out there that want to talk about 8, 9, 10 wins for the Giants, that's a crock as far as I'm concerned. I'm not confident in them whatsoever. So I'm taking under seven for the Giants this year. Now the Jets, uh, I don't recall offhand what the Jets were. I'm looking it up right now. The Jets, uh, let's see. What were the Jets? What were the Jets? Can't look high on the list for them, obviously. Jets are six. Even that feels high, to be honest. 
You know, I think the Jets, um, eh, four and thirteen, five and twelve. They don't feel like a six-win team to me. I don't know. I just, uh, I'm not, I'm not too uh, high on them either. I mean, would you? At this point, you know, it's grow- growing pains. You know, Zach Wilson. I mean, hey, I, I, you know, rookie quarterback. How many rookie quarterbacks come in and make that much? of an impact right away. I mean, there's not too many you can name off the top of your head. But at the same time, you know, they got to build that foundation. You got a new head coach. And and right now, I, I think the, the Jets, uh, yeah, I, I got four 13 of five and 12 for the Jets. That would be my second under. So, and while we're at it, I might as well pick a couple of more. So... One more under, one more under. I think the Bears are going to be under seven and a half. I mean, what are they doing playing Andy Dalton? You know, they're looking to lose at this point. You know, you're looking to lose. You got the rookie sitting right there, waiting in the wings. uh, Fields, you got waiting in the wings. He should be starting week one. Why is he not starting? I mean, give me a break. So to me, I mean, look, Andy Dalton, you know, maybe he gets hurt. Maybe he's just so bad. They got no point, but no choice but to put Fields in the game right away. I mean, he's going to have some growing pains too. I mean, the Bears' defense isn't bad, as we know, but the offense is what it comes down to. So, I, you know, the Bears, in a division where you have the Packers and you have the Vikings, who I don't think would be too bad, although there's a lot of turmoil over there, too, with vaccination rates and this and that from COVID. You know, the Vikings, I feel like, could be a team that implodes this year. But um, just because of everything going on with, in, inside the organization. But I think, uh, you know, Packers, you, that's two losses. You figure the Vikings, I'm probably going to say a loss or two there. The Lions stink, but I think the Bears end up under seven and a half. So that'll, that'll be my uh, my third under. Chicago, under seven and a half. Three down, I'm doing this on a whim. I haven't even really given a good look at this. But, um, you know, schedules and this and that. So, you know, this could be a little bit of a screw-up on my part. But we'll give it a whirl anyway. I think Dallas is going to be above nine and a half. I'm going to give them 10, 10 or 11 wins. And the reason is because the NFC East stinks you know Washington Philly and the Giants you're looking at three teams that are all of them not making the playoffs so I think Dallas wins the division by default because they have the best quarterback among the group by far and I think at this point you know the way they played against Tampa Bay the other day and the fact that they don't play a playoff team till week 11 when they play Kansas City you know, I think the soft schedule will uh, will help the Cowgirls quite a bit. So I think Dallas goes above nine and a half. I think they win the division going away. I'll give them ten or you know ten or eleven wins, probably ten. You know, I mean they're not elite by any stretch, Dallas, but by default they're going to win probably ten games at least. So I will go. Uh, above nine and a half for them. Uh, let's see. Another team. I think Buffalo goes above ten and a half. I think they're the clear favorite in the AFC East. 
Um, you know, Josh Allen is about as elite as it gets right now. Took a huge step forward last year for Buffalo. And, you know, I know they've had controversy with COVID vaccination rates too, like a lot of, like some other teams have had. But bottom line is you got your horse at quarterback. So I think that's an easy uh, pick, to be honest. I think Buffalo, you know, I think they get tw- go 12-5 and five this year, something in that uh, vicinity. They'll be right there with Kansas City for the top spot in the AFC. Probably be a toss-up between the two of them as far as who gets the, uh, that, uh, that bye uh, for the number one seed in, in each conference. So in the AFC, I think it definitely comes down to Buffalo or, or Kansas City. And the last pick, uh, let's see, last pick. You know, the funny thing is, I probably would have gone under on the Colts. They're 10. That feels like a little bit high, a little high. Uh, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. You know, I'm going to go with, um, I'll go with Cleveland. They're at 10. 10 and 7? I think 11 and 6 sounds reasonable for the Browns with all the talent that they have. You know, do they really take a step back this year? I don't think so. I think Cleveland uh, goes above 10. So I'm going to go with the Giants under 7, the Jets under 6. The Bears under seven and a half. The Cowgirls above nine and a half. Buffalo above ten and a half. And Cleveland above ten. My over-under picks for the 2021 NFL season. And, you know, looking at the rest of the teams, if I had to pick a team that's, like, kind of down, that might uh, surprise... I feel like the Falcons, for some reason, I don't know, seven wins is their over-under total. Yeah, they could win eight or nine games, maybe, if everything goes right. I mean, Matt Ryan, you know, is getting up there in age, but I don't know. I have a, I don't know, I have a funny suspicion about the Falcons. They lost so many games last year in ridiculous fashion. The Cowgirl game where they were up huge, and then the onside kick at the end, they choked. You know, like they just, and you know, they had so many games last year that they blew. But there were a game or two last year also where they just came out and they obliterated their their opponent. So I kind of feel like they would be a little bit of a surprise. I mean, Carolina stinks. New Orleans, we're gonna have to see what they end up being. You know, Tampa's gonna be elite. But you know, the Falcons finished towards the bottom last year, and yeah, I could see them being a, a little bit of a surprise. So I would, because, uh, I mean, you know, you have teams like Detroit, Houston, Jacksonville, the Jets, Cincinnati. That's your bottom five. Maybe Cincinnati takes a step forward. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think that's we're going to have to wait another year to see what they end up being. But among the bottom, the lower echelon teams on the list, I, I, I'm going to go with the Falcons as a slight uh, surprise. So in any case, that'll do it for now. As far as the NFL goes, uh, we'll see how I do with my picks, and hopefully I can donate a little extra money to the Tunnel to for Towers Foundation, which is a great organization. Um, you know, obviously everything that happened 20 years ago with September 11th, um, I think it's very important that we support our troops, 
that we support our uh, first responders because, uh, you know, with everything going on right now, you know, it feels like that they're under underappreciated. And I think we got to treat them with uh, respect, dignity, and, and honor. So, um, you know, kudos to everyone out there that's trying to make a difference in a positive fashion. So, I'll be back next week for week number two. Let's see how the games go today. Again, not very confident about the Giants. 425 game against the Broncos today. It's going to be, you know, I think a very, uh, you know, a lot of dark clouds above the Meadowlands. And I can't stand that stadium, by the way. MetLife, oh, what a disaster. Bring back the Meadowlands, the old Meadowlands at this point. Just like bring back the old Yankee Stadium, too. But that's for another day. Anyway, talk to you next week. Enjoy the football today, everybody.